of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Ibera Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Celebrity Book Club Carl, lunch was delicious. Mmm, were those frankfurters made from a little village in Germany? Oh, and with the poet brandy sauce? Mm-mm-mm, luckily I didn't stain my caftan made especially for me by Yves Saint Laurent. Oh, I mean, not Yves Saint Laurent. Um, I'll uh, per- pretend I didn't hear that, Andre. <laughs> Please be careful not to spill your vodka on my 17th century armoire says Louis XIV. Speaking of, can we have a little more of that gray goose? Where's that little pool boy you keep around? Japon de Latin. Klaus, Klaus, please come in here. Pour me and Andre a little more David of vodka while we sit and discuss 16th century French design. Andre, you look absolutely ravishing in that kaftan that I will talk about who designed it for you. Oh, stop it, Carl. You know I only do it to impress you. You look so glamorous today. Your cheeks are shining in a way they never have. Have you been drinking more Frankfurt tea? Haha, <laughs> that's very kind of you, but be careful talking about my appearance, Andre. It's a slippery slope. Here, eat some more Dulcenfrauchen. This is delicious. What do you think of that little boy, Mark Jacobs, by the way? I think he has a beautiful brain and a tiny cock. I bet you would like to eat that up. Me, I abstain from sex. 
Hmm. Well, I'm also quite sad and lonely, so I don't think that I would eat his tiny little cock either, but I do think he has a lot of talent for someone who's so small and pathetic. I love that we have our own chaises and footstools and armrests and armstools. The only thing that would make this better is if Lee Radswell came and joined us for a pot of delicious, delicious vodka with coffee. Oh, you haven't heard, Andre. I brought her out of my will. I didn't like the way that she highlighted her hair at the 1994 Boom Gala, and so I stopped talking to her. Well, suits her. <laughs> Let us gorge ourselves on more vodka and crumpet than fall asleep on separate chaises in separate wings of mine house. Oh, Carl, that sounds like a magnificently fabulous idea. Bonne nuit! Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Say it loud and proud. Celebrity Book Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best friend! How the hell are you? Wow. So good to see you. It's, it's been so, so long. It's been almost two weeks. I haven't been able to breathe this whole time. No. As I just told you, I was having trouble breathing from high altitude because I was in this ciudad de la Me- oh, Mexico. Oh, si. Elaria Baldwin. Yeah. How was your time in Mexico? Oh, it must si. have been so crazy. Such a culture shock for uh, you. So, uh, mucho bueno. Um... Poblanos and uh, eating tacos oh, and si, si, si. maize, mm. uh, tons of maize. What do you call um, maize again in English? I forget. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just got back two days ago from Wait, so now Mexico I know you were in City. CDMX. We honestly, I haven't talked about it. I can't wait yeah. to discuss it on the VIP, VIP lounge. lounge. totally, yeah. But so just I'm a quick give... preview. When you were in Puerto Vallarta, si. which is known as kind of a gay hub... <laughs> Was it so like you're walking down the street and there's like muscle bears everywhere and thongs and your mom is just like, now, wait a minute. Hold on. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I was planning for that, but ultimately we had two days in Puerto Vallarta and I did get food poisoning. So that took up one of the days and we were staying in La Zona Hotel. Mm. And the gay section is Romantica. Okay. So we were were in the hotel area. We were in the hotel area that was a little more like timeshare Buddha, House Hunters International. You just walk out onto like a pool that looks at a beach. Right. And it was a little more like local Mexicans there on vacation in Puerto Vallarta. But my plane ride was me making friends with a gay twink from Toronto. Iconic. Being like, so are you also going to Puerto Vallarta for Pride? (laughs) Um, and I was like, Hi, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> so my flight was very gay. Then like pool throwing up. Then next day we just like beached. And but my mom did sit next to lesbians on the plane back. Whoa. Cool. So ultimately I didn't get that much gay action in Puerto Vallarta, which is kind of sad, but. It's kind of shocking. But next time. Literally next time I was more into like. Soaking up the rays in the ocean. But that's what it's all about. Recharge and reconnect yes. with your roots, with your Spanish roots. Exactly. And I also did watch Ultimatum 
while I was sick in Puerto Vallarta, which we'll also get into. On um, which is, for those of you who haven't seen, it's the new lesbian reality show on Netflix. And if you're not watching, you're crazy. You're literally insane. Um, so, speaking of gay. <laughs> speaking of gay, we today are doing a gay guy that almost is so important that we were like intimidated to do this book. No, and we've been putting it off actually out of fear because it was like too big and yes. important of a book to do. And he died very recently. Rip. Yes. Early last year. And it was like, oh, if you do it too soon after his death, it feels like we're kind of jumping on the death bandwagon. And you don't want to be one of those people, like, when, I don't know, like, some kind of, like, 70s folk musician dies, and then every single person is posting them, and you're like, oh, I didn't know, like... Slash me when anyone dies, and everyone is posting, <laughs> pretending that they yeah. were so pivotal who was that, to like, their personal journey. Japanese composer who died recently. Oh, and, I know and, who you're talking about. And and all, from, this, all these people coming out of the work just being like, he actually was, was the master. Yeah. Like, honestly, he was the fucking master. Sorry, nothing would have happened without him, and I was like... It's like, okay, never heard your ass <laughs> mention him before, ever. Never heard you playing his scores yeah, when I went his, over like, to your house. Yeah, scores, so when you walk it back, Fake ass bitch, and we're not no, fake. No, we're not fake. Anyway, but we also didn't want to walk over the dead and say something that was disrespectful. Not that we are going to say something that's disrespectful. But now we can sort of have fun. Yes. yes. Which he would have wanted and us to. He would have wanted us to make fun of him in his totality, and it won't seem crass because <laughs> now his yeah. corpse is cold. <laughs> yeah. A titan. We are talking about none, none other, other than, than Andre Leon Tele. And his memoir. The Chiffon Trenches. Oh, what a oh, good title. Oh, my God. What an gosh. amazing title. So many people do not try to have a fun title anymore with their memoirs. Oh. Okay. Sis. It's my life. This, my story. My story that. Or my life and stories. Yeah. Or it's something, you know, really serious. What's Demi Moore's again? Like. The, um, the undone circle or something. It's not even that creative. No, it's like inside out. Yeah, inside out. Something that like can go with a black and white photo. Yeah. And chiffon trenches. I mean, honey, you're in it. You're, you're already in there. It. You're in the No, my mom on the plane, she looked over at me and just started cracking up yeah. at the name, the chiffon trenches. And then she stole this book from me. Wow. Even moms want to get their hands on it. That's yes. how good it is. Even moms. Um, I'll just say it. This book is phenomenal. This book. Bursting with detail. What's so interesting. Incredibly self-aware. I cried at the end. Mm. Every sentence is so rich. Yeah. I mean, his lust for detail in history, it's what made his career. Because he's an absolute student of everything that basically anyone has ever worn, ever. Ever. Like and every single page of this book is him describing someone walking in. A room and just be like, and she was wearing the Chanel cape with the Balenciaga boots, and then From the Galliano for Givenchy nineteen ninety four yes. short skirt with these incredible and those like random French words like bu like bucolantes. He's <laughs> like, oh well, she only wore bucolantes. <laughs> and then what's so beautiful of also like how this book is framed is every single event, which there's a million events in this book, he describes his outfit. Yes, and how it rises of like. How much money he was making, yeah. or how and the weight, and the weight, the which two, he's yeah. very upfront about. Very, very upfront. Um, you know, and from the beginning, his mother, who he has a very tense relationship with, yeah, takes him to get a church suit made in D.C. And he gets like this beautiful. I was already and he wants the um he wants the Beatles cut. He wants yeah, it to be skinny. slim cut. And then the mom is being like, no, like it you're needs going to be church. Yeah, it's church. 
But they came up to a medium, which I was like, it kind of actually sounds like the suits of today where we're going not like so massive, but not so skinny. And it's this double breasted Mm -hmm. playing with shape suit. And she was like, this is a church suit. And she was still a little bit like, you're being too faggoty walking into a church, like with the way you're strutting in your suit. So basically he starts living with his grandmother because his mother, I mean, the way he talks about his mother, that first broke my heart. He goes, my mother divorced my father because she thought she could get something better. And then the man that she thought she would marry after married someone else younger, and then she was bitter for the rest of her life. Yeah, the mom is kind of a sad, bitter bitch. And she literally, the only time she touches him in his whole life is when he gets sick once, and she like gives him a hug very briefly. And I think, you know, he internalized the correct lessons from that, which were like, you should be, well, yes and no. I think it made him very outgoing and loving and generous of spirit. Yes. And I think he never wanted to, like, you know, to cut people out like she did. But, of course, you know, that lack of physical affection, coupled with, of course, the molestation that he experienced. Led to basically kind of, and him, I would say the AIDS crisis led to him being basically asexual. Yeah, for his entire life. Oh, there's so much sadness. And we'll get to that. But yeah. let's let's start with the sort of main thrust of the book. Yeah, so. Grows up Jim Crow South. Okay. Durham, North Carolina. So he stayed, his grandmother is also like so warm and like, mm. I feel like knows he has higher aspirations than, you know, staying in Durham. Okay, she knew he was gay. Yeah. Absolutely. But, and, which is, like, I feel like kind of an iconic grandmother trait. If your little grandson is watching the Jackie O. White House tour on your little black and white TV <laughs> in 1961, and he's like so excited about it, then you know. Yeah, you know. Um, but this was one of his first, I think, introductions to the power of fashion, and he became obsessed with Jackie O. And she was like an early icon for him. That house tour, I feel like, influenced so many people. So he's, he's talking about the he was There she stood, her hair perfectly quaffed and curled, and her Shaney Non line-for-line copy of an original Dior from Paris. It's like, he's already knowing exactly yeah. what she's in. She spoke of the White House with knowledge and eloquence. It was then I learned the word porthole. The Parisian linen firm had donated a long white tablecloth <laughs> to a state dining room, hand-embroidered in gold thread. I learned that she wanted simple glasses for water and wine. She found them in Virginia. She spoke of the stand for white moldings painted white from 1902. And it's like, I was actually kind of shocked that Jackie O was so knowledgeable about every detail of the White House. Really? I've never seen this tour. Well, but she's from high society. Yeah, darling, yeah, yeah, So yeah, that's yeah. why. Yeah. Grey Gardens. I don't know if you've seen that. I actually literally haven't okay. seen Grey Gardens. I was Gardens. like, that's actually very you to have <laughs> never seen Grey Gardens. <laughs> it's like this actually like iconic documentary. You have okay. to check it out. I will. I know. It's part of gay history, whatever. <laughs> have you seen um, Paris is Burning? Okay, actually, I have seen Paris okay. is Burning. Thank you very no, much. It's not, and I haven't seen Star Wars, so... I, which is also a, an iconic gay, gay film. film. Yeah, so tit for tat. <laughs> because the robot is gay. I also feel like Jackie O modernized... She was... It girl modernized the yeah, talk about White House girl. post, you know, well, Nixon. And then, he, and then he go, you know, my aunts copied her style according to their budget with pillbox hats and elegant chain strap handbags. Gloves, of course. Mm. All respectful Negro church ladies were inspired by Jackie Kennedy. And it's like... There's this connection, of course, and you see him growing up and seeing all of the women around him in his community wearing their church best. And that's where, and he talks about the church fashion shows later on. It, of course, reminded when, me of Top Model Cycle 6 okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Tyra introduces them to like black church fashion. Yes. 
And Jade <laughs> like wins the challenge because she walks with like the most personality. And like the most. And she's like, like spinning yes. in her cape. Um, but then Joni kind of turns oh, it out. I forgot also. about <laughs> Joni. <laughs> and, and they fix her snaggle too. Giving her like giving like such a weird speech, being like, so there's this thing called like the church. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're like old fabulous black women wear hats. <laughs> and like the all the Christian white girls are like, what? What? <laughs> But yeah, so he's already like he's making connections. Like you see his his ability for synthesis is already like so apparent. He's just like, I'm seeing Jackie, I'm seeing the hats, I'm seeing my mom, I'm seeing grandma, I'm seeing how like this history and culture is coming together in the way people express themselves, and I want to chronicle it and be a part of it. Well, and seeing the world, like especially when he notices that she has this linen tablecloth. It was like the whole society thing it wasn't just fashion yeah and it was like it was manners it was history later on when he's at all these people's houses it's like it's all about like getting a scarf and a suitcase and a dressing table mm. and the cups that you're drinking the pot of coffee that Carl Lagerfeld sent you yeah it's the whole world it's an entire lifestyle and of course we don't have that anymore and as Andre famously mm. once said we're living in a famine of beauty no I mean and the end is literally what we say every day the end of this book is him just being like Grace Coddington is freelance. Like that's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it really yeah, is. And it really is. And like people getting just like basement goodbye parties. Okay. but that's, <laughs> Okay. What I did not realize that he does not talk about in this book is his yeah. later in life career. Like right. To, Cause the, this book came out like right before yeah. he died, but he doesn't mention that. So he talks about SCAD at the end and how, okay, wait, and he's that like, whole SCAD I, I, he's like, and I love SCAD, SCAD and SCAD's so <laughs> important to me and I would die for SCAD. <laughs> but did you know that he was also artistic director for Zappos? Stop. <laughs> how fucking random is that job? Artistic it, director for Zappos. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What is I'm that? like, the, you're you're directing the, the photo shoots, like this product <laughs> photography of just like one keen shoot. Yeah, like the entire, yeah, patroning in front of the pot, Daniel. <laughs> he was also an advisor to Will I Am. Well, because I, I was saw hoping him thanking they, you know, him in the acknowledgments. And I was like, thank Whoa. you, Will I Am, for believing in me. Yeah. That, but isn't Will I Am so Zappos? Yeah, no, that's making sense. But I'm like, William, for believing in you. It's like you were already so successful and famous. At well, that point. but it's about the younger set. Right. And I think also like connecting with younger black celebrities after spending like such a long time in, with like, these white like woman world. white woman world yeah. and being so like, oh, yes, Anna Wintora, look for your phone. Yeah. And we'll get to that we'll infamous to scene as part of his falling out with Anna. But so he goes, he, you know, Wait, he goes. Can we just talk about his first coat when he when he first when he oh, leaves oh, North Carolina and goes to like the army coat RISD, so, yeah. or he goes, to no, Brown he goes to Brown to study French and he wants to be a French tutor so gay and then he discovers as many people do Providence is like pretty alternative and people at RISD no, it's, are so it's pretty like he like goes cool. to Savers for the first time no, he knows. meets these like rich RISD girls who are like we're going to New York but, yeah we're thrifting and he gets which I think actually is an introduction for a lot of people into thrifting, it is army It's the Army-Navy store. Yeah. And he gets this vintage surplus Navy Admiral's coat in perfect condition. Oh, the brass buttons were intact. It was a maxi almost to my feet. And I'd wear it with scratchy sailor pants, four inches above the ankles, and lace up Oxford with small flamenco dancer heels. And then, I mean... This sounds actually like a, was kind sounds of like a faggy ass outfit I would see in Bushwick today. This is kind of hilarious. Like his mother was so rude. So when he goes home and it's so like your first like break home after art school, 
and they're about to go to church and he's wearing it, she glared at me and said, I can't be seen walking with you up to the aisle in this Phantom of the Opera look. Oh, no, wait, I, I did it. I was like, just like, okay, mom yes. Is daring it. <laughs> and it is that thing where your kid comes home from art school and they're in like chunky shoes, army coat, wallet chain, yeah. like dress over pants, beads, and you're converse. Just, converse. <laughs> and you're like, And you're just oh, like, really? Okay. And you're just like, I mean, it's so my mom for so many years. Steven, are you going to wear that to dinner? Are you kidding me? Can you please pick something else? <laughs> Meanwhile, she's in just like insane glitter, like yeah, she's Van Gogh. In, yeah, she's in some just like weird, insane, like whatever. Um, But so he kind of like changes course at Brown and sees all these busy people and is like, wait, fashion. Yeah. And then someone, I forget, is a mentor and uncle, like, a father of a friend gets him the internship. The, inter- the internship to the end all, all inter- internships. Diana Veerland, Met Costume Institute. So he gets this internship and he hasn't even I don't even met Diana Vreeland yet. And then someone, like one of the person turns in, hands him this, this shoe box full of chain mail and it's all messed up and it's this like chain mail dress. For from, like, like Cleopatra it's like Cleopatra's <laughs> chain mail dress. And he spends all day. He's like, this has to be untangled by midnight. It literally like he, is the most like Project Runway top a, model thing. Like it's just like a it's a pile of like just tangled chainmail. And then he somehow fashions it perfectly into the dress. Diana Vreeland comes in the room and she just goes, "Who did this?" No, it's so. Who did this? It's like silent room. And He's like, like, "I did this." I did. Like shaking, like doesn't yeah. know if he did it and right. And she's just like, "You." will never leave my side. <laughs> <laughs> and Diana Veerland's... Well, when she, he talks about her style of talking, he's like, she has this um, this staccato style of narrative. Mrs. Vreeland spoke in narratives, in staccato sentences. You had to figure out what she wanted. The next dress she assigned me was from Cleopatra, worn by Claudette Colbert. You must remember Andre White Peacock's The Sun, and this is a girl of 14 who is a queen. Now get cracking, righto! It's just like no. kind of a string of nouns. <laughs> and then oh, we went into our, her office. This is after she's, she hires him. We went into her office where she sat down and wrote my name in large letters. Helper, she wrote underneath it and handed the paper to me. You will stay by my side night and day until the show is finished. Let's go, kiddo. Let's get cracking. And then there's this gorgeous photo of them, like affixing a mannequin. He's in these like gorgeous kind of wide, like pleated dress pants and a cream turtleneck. And she's in one of her classic, like, later, because this is when Diana Vreeland, like, started wearing pantsuits. Right. And she was, kind of invented androgyny yes. women's pantsuits, which then, like, YSL kind of reinvents later. He says she and someone else invented androgyny. So, oh, Marlene Dietrich, of course. Yeah. But then there's always these, like, this kind of coterie of these r- random other women, like Betty Cattru, who's, oh, like, yes, on no, every he, page in Anna Piaget and, like, yes, all these no. other women. He's who like, are, Betty Cattru is the first butch person on <laughs> earth. And I'm like, who is Betty Cattru? <laughs> and it's because Betty Cattru bought Hanes t-shirts. Oh yeah, and it was shocking because she wore, she wore with, with her suits. YSL suits. And but was, no one was doing that. Yeah, and it was kind of mind-blowing. And now it's like, yeah, King Princess found dead like yeah. wearing a tank. Like, From Hanes. Wearing a Hanes beater. <laughs> yeah. The high-low. <laughs> um, so he was unpaid also during this. It was an internship. So there's this thing. So Diana Vreeland, she's kind of like She's this mythical creature, and she literally launches him on 
a mythical like Greek quest. She right after the internship finishes, he's in New York. He's penniless. He wants to go home for Christmas. His you know his grandmother's like, come home, come home, come home. They think he's fucking a white woman is what they said. Yeah, and he goes, I tried working as a receptionist at the ASPCA, but it was too tragic, which I'm obsessed with. (laughs) <laughs> Mrs. Vreeland called me into her office late one afternoon just before taking off for the Christmas holiday season. Don't go home to Durham, Andre, Vreeland pronounced. If you go home to the South, you'll be get a teaching job, of course, but you'll never come back to New York. It will happen for you. Just sit tight and run home. But I have no money. I need a job. Stick it out. You belong in New York. Do not go home for Christmas. And she literally gives him this like mystical edict. She's like, you can't go home. You will become Otherwise, a like you'll become a teacher and you won't become like a fashion icon. And so he doesn't go home for Christmas. He like eats beans like with no, no heat. Not even. This is also kind of a prelude to some darker times. I opened the cupboards and found a can of Hershey's chocolate syrup, mm. which I devoured with a fine silver teaspoon. Sweet too. And followed with glasses of water, chased the thick, dense syrup. And that, but then, then he starves. So he's then, a like a few mini. weeks later, like she, Diane, she the, starts calling all these people. But this is what is so fabulous, and I think so Greek mythic about it. She's not like, "Stay here, you'll become this." When I get back from Christmas, I'll like tell him, like, "I'll write you some letters." Yeah, she knows she will, but she makes him kind of stick out. No, this, she, like, she gives him this test. It's a trial. It's like an Odysseus trial. And of course, she goes and has a wonderful holiday with the De La Renta. So she does. Always, darling. Right. And it's absolutely fabulous. And she's in the gestad or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and she returns back and then gets out her quill and then writes a recommendation to every magazine, every fashion house. I mean, she writes recommendations to him for everyone. And then he gets a job at Interview. At Interview Magazine. Hello, New York City. New York. Fran Leibowitz. I mean, it's kind of insane because it's just like... What is this world? What is this world? Where it's like... Fran, much like me, wrote a monthly column and interview and would just roll through the office, which like now they're like isn't even an office. She was getting paid enough to like live in her fabulous apartment. And much like you, people quaked. Quaked. Quaked when they walked in. Her loafers, her penny loafers stomped into the office. And it's like she's in the same Levi's and loafers, had just written Metropolitan Life. And I I wanted to ask you a question. Do you think when Fran Leibowitz falls asleep in her raw denim. <laughs> <laughs> like, is she still, like, stuck with a cloud that she has, like, not written a book since the 70s? Yes. I think so. Absolutely. I mean, so was Capote. Yeah. You know, after In Cold Blood, he was like, oh, and you never did anything in that. And, you know, he threw fabulous parties Parties. and he was like a socialista. Because Fran's career, her career now is basically being like a local bitch. Yeah. (laughs) She's just like. Who supposedly (laughs) is dating, has been dating. Dating is kind of a funny word to use. She's so ace. Who's she She's with Toni Morrison. What? No. no. That's, yes. They're just like. Good friends who go uh, to the 92nd Street Y once every nine months. That's called being a lesbian. Also, isn't Toni Morrison dead? Alive, boots. <laughs> okay, you're fact, being... Fact hold check on, that. Hold on. Bitch, Tony died in 2019. Okay, so recently. <laughs> Four years ago. Yeah. The pandemic, it, it just flew And she's still by. knocking loafers with Fran? I don't yes. think so. Lesbian bed <laughs> Okay. 
Well, sometimes, anyway, I still stand by that I think they have slept together. <laughs> Weigh in in the comments. What, what, who gave you this tea? Tr- what lesbian tribunal were you at where Rox- J.D. Samson revealed this? No, I think this. Roxanne Gay said this on Twitter. And oh. people in the comments were like, yes, it's known. She would. <laughs> <laughs> so he's working at interview. Um, and he's the receptionist. And Fran, though, is like, I like you because you actually do your job because obviously it's so gay over there and like no one is doing their job and just like stomping Uh, around the office. Wait, can I just, this is just like an example of the fashion writing this book, how everything is so incredible. He's talking about Bianca Jagger's luggage. Oh my God. (laughs) All of this was packed in tissue and layered in extraordinary Louis Vuitton cases, unlike any I'd previously seen. They were actually custom-made hunting cases used to pack guns for grouse shoots. Because of the length, she could pack her Zandra Rhodes crinoline evening gowns flat, no folds in these coffin-like cases. She'd bought them in Paris at the Avenue Marceau Louis Vuitton store. (laughs) It's like, okay, you know know where she bought the luggage, and you're describing the actual size and length of the luggage and how the crin Crinoline, which is a word that no one has ever used before. Is the crinoline the lining of luggage? No, that's the evening gowns are made of crinoline. Zandra Uh, Rhodes. Zandra Rhodes would be like, oh, she was wearing the most gorgeous Zandra Rhodes outfit. (laughs) No, and this book, after traveling for a week with my busted Samsonite. um, You were like, where's my Vuitton? When he gets in the car accident. Oh, my God. Okay, he so he gets in a car accident in Anna Wintour's rental car after like a wedding, fully like tumbles into a field, like horrible car accident. Someone pulls him and he's like very heavy at this point out of the car. He's in the hospital and they're like, Andre, you're okay. And he goes, how is my luggage? And they're like, <laughs> the rental car's totaled. And he's like, but what about but the luggage, luggage is Louis Vuitton? <laughs> and they're like, the, and then he goes, the luggage was fine. It was unscathed. (laughs) (laughs) Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. 
before most people are even out of bed. I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. I mean, this, so this book is basically about two incredible cunts, Anna and, and Carl. Carl. And it's like, they're both incredibly cold. They're both like really powerful. And they both love Andre and like his personality and his knowledge, but he is an accessory to them. And they both drop him. Yeah. When like he is no longer important to them. And they are both very thin at certain points until Carl gains weight Wait, with Andre. There is a, a line in here which is so haunting where he's like, Carl and I were both in the beginning stages of, of putting, putting on, on a weight. lot of putting no. on a lot of weight. Just to be like, we were kind of bonding, we were kind of starting our weight gain journey together. <laughs> no. And like, it was like and it sounded really fun. Like literally, like most of when they were BFF, like they would just like sit at his dining room table and he was like Carl wanted to be entertained. He wanted to talk about opera. He wanted to talk about literature. He wanted to talk about fashion, opera. And they would eat sumptuous meals and have like other princesses over. But then he's like, Carl would eat three cold frankfurters from the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was, I think while we were on weight, I might just want to get into that because he has like some incredibly very self-aware scene. One of the things about this book is like he really just understands himself and it's almost like impossible to even like call him out because, you know, like when he talks about overeating, he's like, I didn't have sex. And I was like basically a virgin all the time because I was like, unless as a child and uh, my mother never loved me. And so I like became hey. really uncomfortable, like with other people's bodies and was basically just like, I'm going to retreat into this world of like knowledge and fashion and like details Which and silks. It, and I do kind of feel like. There's something about fashion that is so not sexual. Mm. And I was thinking about that. Well, because and it's like, the body as instrument. It's the body yes. as mannequin. Even though fashion is used so much yeah. for sex and it's sold via sex. Right. But it's like to be so in it, you have to be so in the clothes and kind of like forget about people. Yeah. And use people as, you know, just an instrument for the clothes and the details. Yeah. So it's kind of like sex goes away. And so... 
his I mean that scene where he has sex with this designer and it like it goes well, bad. Well, they like, don't have sex. They like, get in bed and then it's like awkward. And he's like, it's really awkward and it doesn't work. And he's like, I never mounted anyone after that. And just like my abuse and AIDS. And I was like, I just and he's like, I had so many amazing friendships in my life, but I never had love. He kind of like sums it all up quite just succinctly. And he's talking about AIDS also. He's like, during this terrifying time, my sexual repression saved my life. Fran Leibowitz called me a nun and she wasn't far off. Despite all the sex and drugs going around me, I rarely ever partook. Really, though, I was too uptight to have a lover. I had internalized my childhood abuse and was too afraid now to have a relationship. I put love in the back of my mind. Instead, I continued to focus on my career and never even considered the need for a separate social life until it was too late to have one. My social life was attending fittings with Sao Schlumberger. <laughs> I thought myself so clever then. Sex was not on my radar. Success was. And if I felt sad, I would eat. If that didn't work, I would keep eating until it did. I claim it. Yes. Yes. I claim it. For all the pain I must endure in the absence of love, binge eating is mine. Which <laughs> which I was like, I love. It's like I can't, even, I can't say anything. I'm just like, yeah. Well, no. And Own it. So many people also have these like rumors about him being like this like big dicked guy that like fucked all the designers. Well, in that, the beginning you know, of his career, yeah, he he talks about this. Yeah, it's like, and that was like out of jealousy, and there was a lot of like imperial court drama at Carl and people yes. trying to get rid of him and sully his good name with rumors because they were jealous of his proximity to the king. And he felt like, oh, people just think I'm this, like, big, like, black guy with, like, a huge dick. And, like, and he was like, well, and I'm actually not sleeping with anyone. Yeah. Does he have a big dick? Maybe. Maybe. He kind of doesn't deny that he has a big dick, but he, he says, also but says he basically that, is like, I don't know of, how to move. He, like, dies a virgin. It's kind of... I mean, There's something so sad about him. And I mean, here's the thing about him and Anna and Carl. It's like Anna and Carl are also these cold, sexless creatures who never like, take off their sunglasses. Does Carl have sex? Carl, we don't though, know. I don't know. He has lovers. He has this lover. And I think in like the 80s, like maybe he is having sex. Carl is also such an incredibly sad figure. Carl is so sad. And it's he's like so obsessed with aging and death. I mean, the reason that him and Andre have their big falling out is because he so dares ask him to fund this like woman's retrospective show. But you can't talk about death. death. Also, this whole book is leading up to when Carl is going to drop him as a friend. Yeah. The whole time Andre is setting us up being like, I would see him drop this person and this person. Like someone just like asks about my about Carl's dead lover and they like their bags are packed the next day. Yeah. And then he's like, when will be my time? I mean, that girl, it's like when he shoots that random like daughter at, at Carl's property and then <laughs> yeah, he doesn't sure. like one of the photos and then he doesn't get mad at Andre, but he does like pack her bag, send her back to Italy, like never speaks to her again. She's off the list at every Chanel show for the rest of her life. It's over. And she's like the best friend of his dead it's, boyfriend. Yeah. It's really crazy. He's well, the coldest so bitch. Carl Lagerfeld, this insane, I mean, I feel like his childhood is being so Marina Abramovic and all of our like all of our Balkan girlies. Oh, so oh, wait, him being so called him a dyke. Who a the mom who calls him a dyke and she straps him bondage style to leather his bed restraints, so he doesn't eat. Yeah, it's like what how how it's like how to make an eating disorder? Strap your child, trap your little German gay son to the bed in like gorgeous leather bondage, right. and then says you look like an old dyke. You know, Andre is like. Uh, both Anna and Carl. And, and also the connection is Anna only, It's he's in this cycle of uh, almost abuse because Anna only wears Chanel. <laughs> no, I know. 
and <laughs> and she and she kind of like needs Andre to keep up the relationship with Carl right. cuz she's th- afraid to talk to Carl and she's always sending him being like being and like he's this oh. peacemaker between the two of them cuz it's like those two insane thin cunts <laughs> right. like, can't speak so she's like can you ask Carl if we can go see the collection but it's like then he is he's obviously much closer with Carl and they are like gay guys I mean that scene when they like both drink a full bottle of vodka with like Anna Piaget <laughs> and then go to this like club in Paris and he's like we didn't say a word we just watched people dance for two we hours so while we were like wasted. wasted the amount of vodka and he's also very like oh I didn't do coke like everyone was always having they were kind of these two asexual like friends to be like that's a little bit scary we can like <sighs> Stand together okay. at this party there, as everyone is doing like is coke this, and fucking. Okay, two things, two roads I want to go down. First of all, the that kind of like I'm near all the hedonism, but I'm not partaking. There was part of me of that that I found annoying when he's like going to the eagle with like his chicas, and there's like guys are like pissing on each other and they're like giggling and running away. It's a little bit like you know what? If you're not gonna like be. Or- Yes, but that's also just his repression and I, him I, being scared. I get that it's the repression, but at a certain point, it's like you are an get adult and you're, get yes. over it. You're in New York. You're going to clubs. You're seeing people like do coke, like do coke and do the works and do <laughs> yeah, blowjobs at Studio 54 like every night. So like you do need to just like, I don't know if you find you can be ace, but like don't be so like giggling at everyone who's trying to like suck dick. No, and he was being like, oh, like Halston doing coke. I had to leave Bianca Jagger's wedding because I couldn't see that. Yeah. So. And it's kind of like this hedonism and is is feeling creativity, which is feeling your industry. Yeah, I mean it's two sides because you just kind of feel bad for him. It's just like the uptake True. girl well, who like doesn't want to party. And it's also very Bill Cunningham. It's also, also very like Tim Gunn. I was and thinking, Tim Gunn, who's all asexual. Of these, eight, like all of these frigid, like fashion, like women and gays who are like so have they? And they also all have a uniform, which is so interesting. Yes, caftan. Cat like caftan. Bill Cunningham with the chore jacket. Anna with the glasses and Chanel. Carl with the glasses and Chanel. It's like they all wear the same thing every day. Tim Gunn kind of in the same suit every the day. The pinstripe suit. I do feel like it I is. I can take care of my uh, own needs. Get oh, yeah. to work. Do you think so, Andre masturbates? Yes. You know, it's like, but rarely I feel like it's so like when he absolutely has to and then takes a shower. Because his balls are just bursting. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like twice a year. Yeah, it's so Catholic. Like, I feel like Carl doesn't masturbate, but like gets fucked once a year. Does Anna masturbate? (laughs) (laughs) Does she take out her rabbit? (laughs) <laughs> the most efficient <laughs> masturbating. Can you imagine? 30 seconds. I feel, and she has like, she got like an exclusive rabbit that's in like green Fabergé marble or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like in a locked thing. I know. I, I feel like she's just having tense sex with her like husband or her boyfriend or whatever. Psychiatrist Ryan. husband or her boyfriend. And just, just being like, Roger, like we only have seven minutes. And she's like pissed already. And it's Devil Wears Prada. What's also insane about Anna and him is the beginning of the book, he sets up that Carl is going to like dismiss him. At the beginning of the book, Andre is like defending Anna like as much as he can. He's like, by the way, the devil, he's being so like weird girl and being like, the Devil Wears Prada is actually like not totally accurate. And like Anna's not like that. Because she would because she would never throw her coat. And then but it's then like, it's like the whole book is her being so devil no. wears Prada. And literally they're like no. one of their last like the scenes last- is when she like throws her handbag at him and she's like, she's like, hold this. Yeah. And then like the one of the last sentences of the book is him being like, Anna, do you have any humanity? Yeah. 
but he's being so like detailed, being like Vogue was actually a place of manners and no one would put a coat I on mean, a desk. He, you know, the relationship with Anna, he spells it all out. He worships her. He's obsessed with her. He thinks she's the best dressed woman in the world. He's like grateful to her and is in awe of her power. And he's also like, she's the coldest bitch in the world and she can't speak to other people like a human. And when she decided to like fire me and it was actually the digital team at Condi that fired me from doing the red carpet at the Met Gala and replaced me with a YouTube influencer. Oh, and he's like, oh, she could have called me and she didn't call me. And then, but it's like Grace Mirabella found out she was being replaced by Anna Wintour on NBC News. Imagine I, <laughs> that. I was like, that's so crazy. Imagine like watching live NBC News at five and then being like, there's a new editor at Vogue. I mean, she knew it was coming. Um, The insane scene towards the end of his relationship with Anna where they're going to an event and she thinks she gives her phone well, to Andre. She gave Andre. him her tiny bag yeah. and she thought her phone was in it. And then she's like, where's my bag, Andre? Where the fuck is my phone? And it's flipping out. It's like, look for my phone. And he's like in his caftan, like looking like everywhere. And then he calls and it's like she left it in the car. And then she writes him a handwritten note just like she did when they first locked eyes at the Vogue offices. That says like, thank you. And then he sends it to get framed at a local framer in White Plains. Plains. And then the framer loses the note. <laughs> and he says, and he literally is like, I have called that framer every week. I have verbally assassinated him every week for the rest of my life. <laughs> I want, okay, there's, there's a line where he's just incredibly aware of this relationship. He goes, I'm not belittling myself to say my strength was in my ability to be beside a small, great, powerful white woman and encourage her vision. In exchange, Diana Vreeland always showed me unconditional love and Anna Winter and I became extremely close. To be clear, however, neither of them ever felt like small women to me, except when it came to clothes fittings. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Please just be like, I get it. Like, I am here beside these like tiny little white women who tower over the industry and like that is why and he's like, and I don't think that that makes me like a small pathetic person. No. It's just the it's just sometimes a gay man and a straight woman. That's, that's mar- what happens. Marriage made in hell. You yeah, know? It's a, yes, it's a marriage made in Just, hell. He's like, look, it works. I love the part when um he tries to work for Vogue when Grace Marbella is still there. And oh, she, yeah. And, and she, she's like so she's like thinks it's so embarrassing that he was like clapping like a seal at like. Yeah. At, like, well, Carvel's it was like a new and new uh, designers. And she was like, and then finally she was like, what do you see in them? And he's like, I think they're great. And she's like, disgusting. And then this was so fabulous. And also just like Tina Brown and handwritten notes and bring back handwritten notes. Then it's like the original handwritten note is Anna passes by Andre in the hallway. Slight smile. Mm. No words. He goes back to his new apartment in Union Square, bitch. And just under his door is a handwritten note. Already, and, somehow. It's like, it's only two stops away on the train. And it's like, that's so Devil Wears Prada. So for this, devil. And then it's just like, can't wait to work together. Anna X. Because she, she sees an ally. She's like, boom. And boom. there's my there's gay accessory. My gay, yeah. there, Let's go. There's my new handbag. And she was right. I Okay, just a couple other things about the history of fashion. Okay, when he works for Vanity Fair, he does that, um, that Scarlet in the Hood photo oh, shoot yeah. have you I looked at the to... photos of that yes it's so f- and John Galliano is like the servant Wait. and it's... Naomi Campbell is Scarlett O'Hara it's so fab and it's so Vanity Fair and I think it's like he actually think has the most fun when he goes to VF it's the Graydon Carter days glory days of magazine sense of humor edgy 
fun, elegant editorial. It's like, it's what magazines used to be. And it's like, that's what Tyra was trying to recreate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. everything was so crazy. It was, the th- it was, it was like, thematic. And like, I don't think, you know, Tyra and I guess the sort Jay, of UPN taste level. The creative director. The creative director. It was like Jay and Jay were like not quite at the level of like Andre Leon Talley, like at Vanity no, Fair. but like that. And, you know, and it's like Andre talks about like, you know, how like, Scar, you know, Gone with the Wind. He's like, well, how as a black man could I like? I get that it's like an important movie, but like, how could I enjoy this? And then he's like, okay, let's flip it. Yeah, let's flip it. And it's like, it's it's fun, and it is empowering, and it is a subtle activism, as he says. And it's course, and of course, could never do that today. No. Can we also talk about how he says Renee Zellweger is the only celebrity who could become a fashion editor? Yeah, that, that was, I was the like, most random line in the book. And I saw, and I read it, and it was one of those things you're reading. You're like, maybe I read this wrong. Yeah. And I turned back, and I'm like, we're talking about Renee Zellweger, fashion editor, fashion, the editor. only celebrity who could be a fashion editor. Oh, I mean, if Andre says it, I'll believe it. <laughs> but I'm like, ha! Huh, I guess I'm just like, but I mean, that's now so she's like gay virgin of him to have like gotten tea with her once at like. To also choose one of the A-listers, but like, because it's very gay to be like Catherine Zeta-Jones as my favorite celebrity. Extremely. <laughs> or to be like Renee. Like, you're not going for like the the top. You're never going to be like well, Julia Roberts. Is, but he is kind of like Christian. So there's something yes. very uh, sexless about Renee. Or at, or at least like PG. Well, and Renee, who married Kenny Chesney, who's gay. Who's so gay. And then dated Bradley Cooper, who's also Who's gay. also gay, who I just saw in a video at Taylor Swift concert last night. So... I you saw him in a video? I saw him in a video. <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't at Taylor Swift, but I was. I saw him it, at a video. Hmm, real straight man behavior. Yeah, totally <laughs> singing along. <laughs> Should I just read the last? I mean, this made me cry. Yeah. The last paragraph of this book. I've always feared life. I love living and I love looking to the endless skies. The world can't hurt me. No one can hurt me when I live in the circle of faith love and prayer it gives me unbridled joy to give love i always wanted love oh it is so sad and you see him you know he is wrapping himself in the cross in the caftans yes in the cross but you know but but you know using religion as a retreat and it's it's provided him i think a lot of steadiness and you know stability over the years but also he's still expressing this desire for companionship and an intimacy that he's never had. And he just, you know, he said, it's not going to happen for me and I'm going to pursue other stuff and I'm going to be grateful for it. There's part of this that isn't sad because I think he does have so much gratitude. He accepted it. And he's like, my friendships have been like, fabulous. Like, he's not bitter, like, yeah. you know. And in some ways, I think Carl and Anna are much sadder figures because yeah, they truly are seem happy. And, like, can't hold on to a friendship. And yeah. he's ready to hold on to friendships. But you know what's interesting? Anna did cry she spoke at his funeral and cried she regrets yeah i wonder if she, she does feel real regret over she that. read his first memoir alt in one night and like sent him a letter being like wonderful book <laughs> i was also like she's being so us being like okay oh, i have to read this book then yeah. my podcast tomorrow no homework vibes uh, yeah i'm sure she got this book read it in a night and shed like one tear yeah and then put the sunglasses back on. Back on and went to bed and like got <laughs> in her like a zip up. Celebrity Book Club. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. 
as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Can I give you a real incentive to lean into your decision to start working out and eating better? I'm Carl, co-founder of Body. That's B-O-D-I. And right now, if you sign up for a one-year subscription to Body, I want to make you an offer you can't refuse. I'll give you 65% off. Look, I know it's not easy to get fit and lose weight, especially if you're trying to figure it out by yourself. But we make it simple. Just follow a program for 20 to 30 minutes day by day and lose 5 to 10 pounds a month. We have over 120 programs that have been tested and proven to work, and almost 300,000 five-star reviews in the App Store to prove it. Body also has complete eating plans and thousands of healthy, delicious recipes. So stop guessing and start seeing results with Body, and I'll give you 65% off your annual membership right now so you save big on the app that CNN underscored named Best Fitness App. So don't wait. Sign up for a year of Body and save 65%. Just go to Body.com. That's Body with an I.com. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Darling, a famine of segments. What does she eat? What does she wear? How does she live? What does she eat? Everything, honey. Um, the Thanksgiving scene. I was actually, that was, I was about that, to pull that, that up. That really was uh, harrowing. He um, go, Well, he goes home. To for, Durham. And this is like before, after. I also love when Anna stages the intervention about oh his Oh, my weight. God. He like goes to a conference room and it's like Oscar and Annette De La Renta, Anna Wintour. <laughs> his like priest and his oh his literal his pastor and they're all they're like we're He's sending you to like the duke, duke university like obesity program and then they like he refuses that does go and then goes in the cabbage diet and does lose like 40 pounds and like gets a rowing machine yeah but then he falls off and he is ultimately addicted to sweets yeah so he goes home to thanksgiving his grandmother the house is empty he orders turkey with the drippings 
full pan of mac, mac and, and cheese. cheese. Like a full pan <laughs> of stuffing. Stuffing. Full pan of biscuits. That when he when, then he goes and he goes, no vegetables. No, he was go, it was like, what was the line? It's like no fruit, no, no vegetables. vegetables. And no and oh, and no guests. Oh yeah, no guests. <laughs> no fruit, no vegetables, no guests. Yes. And he eats the entire thing. I also think, you know, his 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 refusal to do drugs, I think, meant that he was also drinking a lot. The vodka. The yeah, vodka. the chilled vodka. Which and, you know, he's six, loved. seven or whatever. He's a big guy, so he can put it away and probably still be in control. That's why I was wondering, because I was like, if I had a bottle of vodka, I would be... I think you might die. Yeah. Although I've seen you put, no, some, I mean, put I, some vodka away I definitely, I'm, I'm not. On, you know, I can put stuff away. I'll, I'll say that, okay? Alright, what does he wear? Caftans. Caftans. But he, he was so Bermuda shorts, high cable socks. And wearing Karl Lagerfeld's hand-me-down shirts. Yeah, he got a lot years. of like cool hand-me-downs. I think that his pre-caftan style was very like modern dandy, I would say. Yeah. A style that is is in the past few years has like come back in a really big way in the post Gucci era of yes, like, like all a long me- shorts yeah long shorts and kind loafers. of like flared pants and like men evoking the seventies and like being gay and suspenders and hats and whatever but like for a long time he was extremely ahead of the curve on that and was like the only oh man yeah like doing a little ever. loafer with shorts yeah I mean I feel like he started that and he was like yeah, and was- here I am getting turned away from the grill still thirty five years later wearing for- shorts and loafers for wearing shorts and loafers God forbid oh so. Andre, we still have work to do. We really, we actually do have work. We never, we do have work to do in <laughs> we, this industry. We persist. How does he live? So his like last so house is in White, White Plains. Plains. Wait, and you know we had that whole drama yes, over where Manolo Blahnik's business partner tried to take the house back from him. Yeah, but then Diane von Furstenberg paid off his debts. Yeah, it's which like, is. Fab so, of DVF, by the way. No, the F in DVF stands for fabulous. And she never, she stands by his side through this entire book of shady ass people, by the way. But it's this thing where it's it's actually pretty easy to just like be, like most of the, like the De La Rentas and the random No, it's pretty easy to stand by. He's no like, drama. It's he's like, literally no drama. He's so nice and like such a just like, you know, virgin who's going to write a really positive review of your show. He's always like, I went back to my teledex and the words poured out of me. Well, okay. One other thing I did want to say, though, I do feel like I'm like, Andre, do you ever not like anything? Because I do feel that all his writing is remarkably positive. Well, when he doesn't like something, he doesn't write about it. It's Which, very Southern. Like, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say don't anything say at all. It. But it's just like, how is that criticism? Because this is my issue with art criticism in general. It's like, you can't, if you're not going to say anything I, negative, then like, where then it's just endless praise. I do. Right. Because Kathy Horn is a critic. Right. I think of him as a, just a fashion journalist. Right. And, but just it's like discussing the clothes. But the thing is, it's like he needs the access to Carl, and then Vogue needs the access to the advertisers, and the advertisers are the fashion brands they're writing about. So it's like they can never really be. We're all sucking off David Yerman's. We are all sucking ring. off David Yerman's <laughs> ring. Teat. Or like I remember like buying Vogue as like you know a teen, and just pages and pages of St. John's, and I was like, what is St. John's? Yeah, who's <laughs> who's addicted? They suck. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's all these like hand-me-down chests. It's very like Louis Couture's like. It's chest. I think it's like a dresser little, and then like a bit. really overstuffed like Rococo chair. And a little bit Art Deco. I don't think it's as like 17th century French as. 
I think it's, but he worships Carl. Carl and Carl is giving him random chaises and then taking them back <laughs> like three years later. being like, Which he does with everyone. <laughs> Carl is such a Which crazy Which also, bitch. sorry, that is so just roommate girl to be like, <laughs> um, hey, can I have my Ikea dresser back that's been at your apartment for four years? It's, like he invented that. It's very that. <laughs> and you have also famously done that. With the Noguchi coffee table that I bought and that like moved through so many apartments over the years and that you still have. And by when Noguchi, I mean imitation <laughs> Noguchi. Imitation Noguchi. No, I have moved it through and taken it and put it in different floors at houses that I got in trouble for. And yeah, the the Noguchi knockout continues to cause trauma. <laughs> and it lives on. <laughs> yes, queen. Who are you in the book? Am I Betty LaCroix, like buying three white t-shirts to wear with my suits? <laughs> <laughs> Androgynous. Okay, you know who is fab, but none of us are this person, but Anna Piaggi, who buys dead pigeons to wear on her head to Bianca Jagger's wedding. Yeah, she went for it. And she, was she the one she who's served. like, whose like coat went up in flames yes, at a dinner she, party? And was like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> it's happened to me before. Yeah, she was a slayana. Um, I mean, yeah, am I Anna Winter calling intervention? <laughs> <laughs> With me. <laughs> Sending you to the Duke University obesity program. <laughs> Are we Gianni Versace and his lover binging old movies with Andre in our house gowns? Kind of. Yeah. We are being so like, bitch, come over and watch Funny Girl at our Lake Como mission. Because <laughs> Versace, I feel like, got the least like write up because I think they were just like being chicas. Like, there's one paragraph where he was just like, we would watch old movies like all night long. It was so much fun. Yeah. I also think Versace obviously like is having sex and like, I think Carl being a sexist freak like needed Andre yes. more and like needed and like had this more weird like parasitic relationship and I mean, with the, each other. Honestly, the Versace family is already having so much interfamily drama. Yeah, there's a lot going on over there. And then he was like, fucking they don't need and... this like fashion journalist like <laughs> stalking the halls. Okay, so yeah, we're watching a funny girl in Miami. One thing I admire about Anna that I aspire to is that. Every meeting is like under seven minutes. Wait, that's when I thought of you when she was like, if a meeting went over seven, she was like, we're wasting time here. And I fully agree with that. The Zoom calls that go on forever, you're like, who cares? <laughs> so. I've spoken openly about my hatred for long meetings. This hashtag could have been an email. <laughs> Adulting. <laughs> okay, uh, I give this, this book, book five, five out of five, five Louis Couture's chaises I give it that Carl takes back from me. <laughs> five trays of Dillard's mac and cheese out of five. I'm just like, it's every sentence so you want to fall sumptuous. into. And this is history. Like, when they look back in 2,700 yeah. million, this is a history book. Yeah. No, I'm again, I'm putting it in the NYC Glitterati anthology of yeah. CBC episodes. It is so... I just, It's I, a must. I it's appreciate his... You know, he's he, some of the tropes of the, like, psychoanalyzing yourself and, like giving yourself this hero's journey, he does, but there's so little self-pity in here and it's it's really quite impressive. It's just kind of honest. He's self-aware yeah. when things are sad and yes. fucked up and he's like, yes. yes. And then he's like, and pigeons and chamoiserie. Yeah. And also like, we're, I don't know, to compare, to, like the Tina's kind of like name, name, name and obviously it's fabulous. Yeah. But this kind of tells a little bit more of a story. Yeah. Kind of a mix between Nora and Tina. Anyway, but it's his own and it's Andre's. Yes. 
And thank you, Andre, for sharing your story and writing the Chiffon Trenches before you pass. Rest in Piaget. Yeah. Rest in Pigeon. Best. <laughs> Best. This episode of Celebrity Book Club was produced and edited by Darby Masters. The supervising producer and editor is Abu Zafar. Christina Everett is the executive producer. Bahid Frazier did the engineering. The artwork, Teddy Blanks. The theme song, Stephen Phillips' Horse. This podcast was co-created with Prologue Projects. And let me get this straight. You like this podcast, but you want more. How about this? Go to our Patreon and say, give us $5 a month. Well, you'll get an extra episode every single week. That's patreon.com slash pod. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.